This is The Win, special edition raw, where I share my personal stories of failures and successes as a serial entrepreneur, my views on how to start and grow a business using today's top online marketing and sales strategies. So welcome to The Win, raw with me, your host, Heather Havenwood. Are you over 45, 60? Are you relying on the traditional medical field to help you feel great and get you back to a balanced body? Good luck with that. At e2lab.com, Dr. Don Salio got sick of people complaining about bloating, inflammation, and feeling sluggish. He has created unique, potent, and powerful non-pharmaceutical supplements to help the body rebalance, detox, and get back to being healthy. Go to e2lab.com, getting you back to healthy and balanced. Are you a business owner that has a website but not tech savvy? Do you feel like a hostage to your web guy? The better question is, do you have a money funnel so people come to your page and give you money while you sleep? No? Then go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Imagine having a money site, not a website, for your self-published book, e-commerce products, local practitioners like chiropractors or lawyers. Get a money site, not a website. Go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Hey everyone, welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood, and this is a raw episode. Oh man, I've got, got so much going on right now in my life. It's unbelievable. Wow, there's just so much to talk about. But today I'm going to talk about something called um, storytelling. You know, this kind of goes back to biblical times. I get asked this all the time. How do you really share your story, personal story? How do you share a story where it's inviting? And um, this goes back to biblical times, right? You open up a Bible and you read a story about whatnot, who's ever the story is about, and people can relate to it, no matter ethnicity, no matter where they are in the world, no matter um, the age, culture, whatever it is, they can understand the human beingness of the story. Agree, disagree, decide to, you know, uh, follow along the story or not. But the story is the key, even in the Disney Disney has an amazing way to storytell. And whenever I'm telling people and teaching people how to, um, you know, why to start a podcast if they, if I feel like they're ready, but I always tell people, and I've told this many, many times, I don't think anyone should start a podcast until they have been on at least 50 shows themselves. They're like 50. Like I've been on 200. It, it's really an amazing opportunity to share your story because no one wants to hear your resume. Everyone wants to hear your story. Well, story about what, Heather? Well, story about why you started your business. Do you have a business? Why are you in corporate world? Why do you do what you do? Uh, why did you choose the mate that you have? Why did you choose the body that you have or don't have? Or what are some goals that you've uh, had that you um, that you've been able to succeed at versus when other people don't? I mean, everyone wants to hear people's stories of struggle and they've overcome something. I mean, that's really the beauty of today's marketplace is that we are very more open as human beings, constantly listening for people's stories. Now, I think also in today's today's age, we do a lot of judging and assessing. Uh, but I think at the same time, at the end of the day, it's about the human humanistic piece. Um, my sister was talking to me about yesterday. We we're talking about different big time characters in uh, in Hollywood and on TV, and the ones that I think are most successful. Um, not only monetarily, but that's, that goes back to ratings is because they're the celebrities or people that are willing to be real. I really think that's why people like Ellen, you know, I, I heard a story that 
her writing is were dropping until she started dancing. <laughs> and here she is starting to dancing like a fool. And all of a sudden her ratings went up because people could relate to her. You know what I mean? They could really relate as a human being. Um, when someone can't relate to another person, like, oh, they're too perfect or they'll never understand me, then there's kind of disconnect. Same thing with Oprah. I mean, she's the most, you know, we can all resonate with her. Uh, she's had weight issues. She's had issues in her past. She's come up against different things and she's constantly asking questions. I think that's why people so relate to her because there's like a, this authenticity that you can actually connect with. So I want to talk about storytelling. And today you're welcome to get a piece of paper. This is going to be a learning. I could do a whole webinar on this learning technique. And I learned this from a couple places. One of them is Michael Hogg. He's still around. He owns storymastery.com. There's a plugin for him, but also about the writer's journey, the hero's journey. And this whole process of storytelling, you could literally place your whole personal story on top of the storyline. Okay. And a lot of us here think, well, my, my story is not that exciting. <laughs> you know, I bet you it is. I promise you it is. Because even if you, what I call, follow the little path that you're supposed to do when you're, you know, basically be a good little girl, good little boy and do what you're told, there's somewhere along the way something happened. And from that, you were alterly, you were, you were changed forever. And that's what storytelling is about. And if you look at every movie, right? Whenever a movie starts, the very first scene, we have like a glimpse in someone's world. Like just a glimpse. I think of the movie The Matrix, you know. We have a glimpse in his world. He's this tech guy who is bored with his life. He lives in this whole kind of apartment. Uh, no one ever comes in full of computers and tech stuff. You can you get from the whole image, the very first scene, that he's a lonely dude. He doesn't have a social life. He's boring. Um, not a go-getter and definitely not what you're going to expect, which is at the end of matrix two, three, four, and five, he's like the one and he's this bad a dude and completely transforms. Right? So I'm going to share with you the structure of the storytelling and feel free to use this. Okay. The first thing is setup, which is full in identity. Again, let's go back to the matrix. It's a fun one. The first scene first scenes, a couple of minutes is really about really understanding his life. You kind of follow the camera, follows him around, follows him to work. He's in this really boring cubicle. It's all gray and he's wearing a gray shirt. Everything's gray and dark and no one really talks to him. And there's this whole scene. You really get who he is. Like that's what the first couple of scenes are. So in your world, in your life, it's about like where you started. Like what was your life look like? And then for mine, I always share my story about how I went to college and I got a job in corporate America because that's what I was thought I was supposed to do. And I got a job in sales and I was going around my life, you know, and I thought this is great. This is what life looks like. Okay. I get it. I was making money and okay. I was kind of bored actually. Believe it or not, I was in therapy, like about upset depression, which is super crazy. I was making all this money, but I was, I was bored really. And, um, making great money and doing really well. And then one day I got fired at the top of my game when I was number one in sales in the company. Okay, so boom. So the first piece is you get my life. I'm a good girl. I went to college. I got my corporate job. Good girl, right? Making money, engaged at the time. Good girl. Doing what I'm supposed to do. That's full on identity. 
Uh, the next piece, the next, this is that's stage one. Okay, then there's what I call a turning point, or another way to say that, a pivot. Something happens. It's like the something happens. That first piece is called opportunity. Turning point one, they call it opportunity, uh, which moves into stage two, new situations, which is a glimpse of your essence. Okay, for me, again, I'm going along, everything's fine. Boom, I get this, like, you're fired slash. Uh, you can resign if you so want to kind of thing. And it really threw me. Again, opportunity, glimpse glimpse of new situation. It really threw me because I had a glimpse, like my old identity was. You go to school, you get a job for America, they give you a little bit of money, you make them a lot of money, life is good. Okay, so see how I'm sharing my, this is my personal story based on this storyline. And you can see where this is kind of heading. The new situation, which is what they call glimpses of essence, which again is my new world. The new situation created a new opportunity. Now in the moment I'm all upset, but it really was the turning point. And you can lay this onto movies and Disney and all kinds of stuff, right? I just recently saw the new Beauty and the Beast uh, the new version and this storyline literally lays on top of that movie. It's really cool to see. Once you know the story methodology, you can every movie you see that's successful, you're like, oh, this is that turning point. Oh, this is stage one. Oh, this is stage two. <laughs> Sometimes it can ruin the movie for you. Um, okay, so new situation, stage two. New something ha- like it's called something happens. Okay. All right. Now we move into Turning point number two, which is called change of plans. Again, something else happens, right? Something like, oh, change of plans. For me, that change of plans moment was I went to a um, a seminar at one o'clock in the hotel that I saw an infomercial the night before. And I show up and I'm ecstatic. I'm sitting there in this room. I don't have a job. And they're telling me all these cool things about you need to start a business. You need to control your life. You need to, you need to you know, just sign up for the next seminar. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. No idea. This is going to literally change my whole life. It changed my whole life that day. And so they were sitting in the front of the room saying it's $3,000. I'm like, Oh, I don't have enough credit on my credit card. And then they said the magic words, your spouse is a thousand dollars. And I went, yes. So I nudged the guy next to me, the stranger and said, Hey, can I be your spouse? He's like, sure. What's your name? So we went up there and I was totally lying. The people at the back of the room knew we were lying, different credit cards, different, you know, different last names, different at a whole nine yards. They knew it, but they didn't care. They won the money. Right. So they knew that if they said no to me, that I was, I was going to be out. So they said, yes. Now this is my turning point. Number two, change of plans, literally changed my life. Literally, because I actually ended up working for that company couple months later, working for that company and traveling the company country with that team, with that actual team that was running the event. Like I ended up working with them and traveling the country, doing those seminars, total change of plans. No idea. I really wasn't seeking. I want to be a business person. I just knew I didn't want what happened to me happened to me again. Like that's all I knew. Again, can you see where a Disney movie can lay on top of this or matrix matrix is a good one. Okay. So stage three, progress, progress, vacillates between identity and essence. Okay. This is a great one because for at least six or seven years, I was constantly vacillating between working for this company and being an entrepreneur or the safety of working for the company and being an entrepreneur. It was this constant, like, it was a va- definitely vacillate. I was questioning it. I wasn't sure. Um, 
I was saying no. You can see the, the I mean, you can literally visualize a Disney movie here. You can visualize the Matrix movie. No, I don't want to do it. I'm not sure. It's not for me. I can't do that. There was all this like stuff coming up for me. Meanwhile, I'm kind of being pushed into teaching other people how to be an entrepreneur because that's what the company did. And I'm being pushed into this whole nother world. And I'm, I'm being pushed literally into a world where my friends were no longer my friends. I traveled the country. I had new friends. And I left the state I lived in my whole life. I had never traveled really outside of Texas and Colorado my whole life. So I literally got thrown into this whole nother matrix, right? And um, that is where the story really gets juicy, okay? Which is stage three progress, vacillates between identity and essence. Think of your story. Think of your story. You can place your story on top of this. And this could be over a year period, 10 years. The storyline I'm talking about is over like over like a 16, 17 year period. Because people ask me all the time, how did you become an entrepreneur? And this is kind of the storyline of like what happened, right? So, um, and people love that story, but also it's true. I mean, it's, I say story like bad thing, but it's really accurate. And um, it's actually how I became an entrepreneur. So there you go. Turning point number three, point of no return. Okay, I remember this moment for myself when I started, I actually got quote unquote let go of the company that was doing the events because of the changes. And that was my moment to be a, a consultant. They're like, oh, well, just do what you're doing now as a consultant. There's all these other companies. I'm like, what's that? What, what's in a consultant and, and like, what's a 1099? They're like, and I'm like, what do you mean? I'm so horrible. I'm not employed. They're like, no, this is freedom. Like you're, they call it independent contractor. Now you can have like multiple clients. And I'm like, oh, by doing what I've been doing over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started working for other people in the back of the room, started, started uh, helping manage the event, started becoming an event planner, started selling the back of the room for all these other speakers and, and similarly around the country. It was pretty intense. So I did that for a long time, six, seven years. Right. And that was my point in no return. At that point, it was no return. I was traveling. I built a business. I didn't relate anymore to my old world. That's a big one in the storytelling. I didn't relate anymore to my old world. I actually went back to see some friends and I, it's like, I couldn't relate. We were, we were in different worlds, not bad or good, just different worlds. We were literally in these two different worlds. So again, like the matrix, it's an interesting like little thread here. All right. So that was my point of no return. Then we move into stage four complications and higher stakes. Move steadily into essence. Okay. So this is for me, it's like, you're going, you're going, things are going great. Like the matrix, right? All of a sudden he's like, this is amazing. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this whole another world thing. And then they have the enemy, right? Disney world. They always have to have an enemy. Who's the enemy, right? Someone's trying to attack the snow white or someone's trying to attack the beauty. It's the beast and all like, there's always an, a villain in a way, right? Now beauty and beast, the villain was actually not a villain. It was, amazing person, but there's always something to address or, or confront or deal with the villain. Okay. So this is where the complications and higher stakes happen. Move steadily into essence, meaning you have to be challenged to be into your essence. So just imagine that for your own life. Okay. Okay. That for me was, I started a company, uh, that we were doing very well, zero to a million dollars with a gentleman that I worked with for 12, 12 years before that. Um, many, many minutes before that a decade before that I actually worked for him and now he was in working for me. And then I teamed up with a gentleman, um, out a pencil, a lawyer in Pennsylvania 
and we built a business from zero to a million dollars in a year and did very well. So this is great, right? We're like, well, moving forward, complications and higher stakes. Things are moving, moving, moving. Then turning point number four, pivoting number four, major setback. Okay, boom. Come home one day from a Matt Basic seminar in Atlanta uh, around seven or eight o'clock in the morning on Monday from an event and everything's gone. <laughs> Merchant accounts are turned off or moved over to his bank account. All bank accounts are completely cleaned out. Um, all the debts stayed with me. Uh, my friend I've known for 12 years is gone. He literally, I've never seen him since, literally. <laughs> that was in 2005. Uh, he would disappear off the planet. And I was devastated financially. And I actually ended up going through uh, bankruptcy and actually short selling my own house because the market went under. So I, this was the major setback, major, major, major setback. And you can see this again in Disney movies, some major setback. You're like, you're never ever going to come that or matrix. The matrix is another one where I think it's Trinity. We think Trinity dies or she's on the death or something happens. And there's this major setback. No, no, no. Trinity thinks he dies, right? And they, that uh, he dies. And so there's this major setback and people think, oh my God, it's not going to happen. He's not going to, he's not the one he's not over. He's not overcoming all the obstacles. So, um, cause that other guy inside the matrix turns on them. And anyway, if you ever see the movie, it's really good. Turns on them and kills everybody. And we're like, oh my God, how do you overcome this? And they're stuck in the outer world. They're trying to get back to the other world. And it's the whole drama, right? And that's what we love. We love to see the drama and there's always this moment where you think the villain's going to win or the villain's winning. And then we all desire that human being that we, that the human being this overcomes, overcomes the villain. I mean, you can actually see this through the entire process of Jesus' death and resurrection. Okay. Again, it's a, it's a story that we understand as humans. doesn't mean it's not real. It is real. Right. But it's a story that we understand. We desire that, that a villain, that the enemy doesn't always win, that we, we as human beings can actually overcome that. It allows us for optimism, hope, hopefulness, passion, and it removes us from pessimism and boredom and being overwhelmed. So in disappointment. So it's something that we all desire in movies. It's just something we desire in our lives personally. And so that's why we, we as human beings actually relate to the story mastery model. So we're now we're almost at the top. We're almost at the end. It's turning back, turning point number four, major setback. I just explained that what that is, which moves into stage five, final push, retreats to identity, and then returns to full, returns fully to essence. Okay, so for me, the retreat, like my story, retreats to identity. I um I tried to return to the consulting, and it was just like catastrophe market had shifted also it was 2006 and 7 market was shifting market was really bad and I was in Florida where it was really bad and um got to a point where even getting I mean I wish they had uber back then I would have done that in a heartbeat um getting just like a stupid job like being worked at Starbucks for three months I mean it was I went from killing it doing really well in real estate investing all this crazy stuff traveling the country living living the high life really um to working at Starbucks <laughs> just to like have gas money. So it was pretty interesting. Um, and I retreated to my old identity, which was a very much a small self. Um, you know, Hey, I really need a job. I can't do this thing. I must have fallen. 
I'm failed. I've fallen. I can't do it. And then over time, I actually ended up living in Marco Island in a small island and living in someone's couch and just really looking at my life again. Like, what? who am I? You know, what is this about? And we had that reflection piece. And it really wasn't until one moment in Marco Island when I said, you know, who I am as an entrepreneur. Like, I really got that's who I am. Um, and the turning point, which is turning point number five, the pivot is the climax. And the climax for me, like the new story, the new part of my life. You can see the ending of this movie. I you know, get in my car and I go west. I go to Austin and I show up in Austin. I had this like vigor and passion to be like, I'm going to make it here no matter what, you know? And I did. I remember, I remember literally being on the, uh, on the bridge. There's a Congress bridge and then there's a Lamar bridge and looking out on the bridge and the downtown and going, I'm going to make it here. I don't know how, <laughs> but I'm not leaving here. This is my, this is my space. I'm going to do it here. I'm going to call back all my power and strength with grace and ease. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to succeed here. Now you got to get, you, you hear stories about that, about like celebrities talking about, they just show up to New York and they're like, I'm going to make it here, you know? And they're like, what? I can really resonate with that. There was a probably a movie I probably saw with that. That's how it was for me. I showed up in Austin, like, this is it putting my stake in the ground, putting my flag in the ground. I'm not going, leave him here. I'm going to make it here. This is my town. The other thing that was interesting about Austin specifically for me was up until that point in my life, every place I had lived was for some other reason. Okay. So college, right? You got to go where the school is. Um, a boy, <laughs> um, my parents told me, right? School, uh, a job, moved to Orlando because of that job. There was always some reason I lived somewhere. Like there was always like something that pulled me there. I didn't choose it. I didn't choose Orlando. They said, you want to come work for us? You got to move to Orlando. And I was like, oh, well, I guess moving to Orlando, right? And I really looked at that and how m most of us do that. We mostly live where we feel comfortable. We have family or the job is here or whatever. But when do you ever say, oh my gosh, I had this totally clear picture in front of me, completely empty. Where do I want to live? I mean, I state citizen. Where do I want to live? And I really looked at that. I looked at Vegas. I looked at San Diego. I looked at New York, believe it or not, way too expensive. Um, and I picked Austin. I really chose Austin. So that's a different feeling when you go to a city and you're like, I'm choosing to live here. Even inside of your life, you know, sort of the storytelling which goes into the climax, right, for me. Turning point number five, climax. And that goes into the final stage five, aftermath, transformed existence. I mean, you could probably end my movie, like, about right there. When I show up in Austin, I start building my first business, and it's, like, going, like, not, like, million dollars, but it's, like, going well, right? And, like, there's this moment you could probably just, like, turn off the camera and be like, that's your life. I really got who I was an entrepreneur. I got this is where I want to build. I got that what I what I want is to be an online entrepreneur. And I just surrounded myself with other entrepreneurs. And I said, yes, that's what I want. And I'm going to make it happen. And I did, you know. So this is about storytelling. I want you to really look at your story. And the best way to do that is here's my, here's my concrete strategy for you. You use LinkedIn. You're like, what? 
did. Okay. Here's what I did with LinkedIn. LinkedIn has this amazing, um, I guess, structure where you can put everything you've ever done. I mean, everything you've ever done, every job, every certification, every organization, everything literally you've ever done in the structure of LinkedIn and you fill it out, like go to college and then work backwards, you know, or just use it. And what you'll start to see from filling in all these pieces is one, you start to go, wow, I've done a lot. (laughs) Wow. I've been a part a lot. Oh, I forgot about that volunteer position I did. Oh, I forgot about this thing I did when, you know, like I, I actually forgot to put in, I used to work for Ronald McDonald house or just give my time to Ronald McDonald house. Totally forgot I did that. In fact, I need to put it in there. You start to see your life on the screen of all the different things you did and a timeline. And you can take that timeline because it makes you put in the timeline, right? When, when, by when, did you leave, all that stuff. You can start to see a timeline and you start to put your life on top of the story mastery. It's in that, in that moment you start to say, wow, I've done a lot. Wow, I'm up to something. I can really share my story, whatever the story is. I'm a dentist, I'm a chiropractor, I'm a lawyer, I'm, I'm an author, I'm a speaker, I'm an educator. You can still share your story that will make a profound, legendary difference for people. Not because your story is perfect, but because you overcome things. And so I really highly suggest to you to check out a couple of resources is um, the writer's, I'm sorry, the hero's journey. And another one is storymastery.com. Um, looking at my list, Dan Kennedy has some books about storytelling and story writing. So copywriting really is sometimes. And the other book I really suggest is the new psycho cybernetics. It's a book that I've, I've read and reread one of those. It's literally right next to my Napoleon Hill, which is right next to influence the psychology persuasion, which is right next to Napoleon Hill law of success. Like these are my reference documents. <laughs> I have literally next to me at all times. Um, they're reference documents more than they are a book because they are the basis of human beings and how we think and how we can overcome things. And storytelling is how we share those lessons that we've learned along the way. So I hope this wraps it up with Heather Havenwood, the win. Go check us out on heatherhavenwood.com forward slash podcast. And please, 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 please email me. I want to hear from you. I really, really do. I want to hear topics you want to check out. I want to hear if you like this or not, if you enjoy the uh, topics that I'm talking about or not. Also check out my uh, new amazing article on entrepreneur.com. You can actually just type my name in Heather Havenwood in entrepreneur.com and there is my article. So I'm excited about that. All right, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood with the wind. Check me out at heatherhavenwood.com forward slash podcast. Have you wanted to stop swapping your time for money? Ever wanted to leverage your expertise by selling your knowledge to hundreds of people? I call that smart. And now you can easily and effortlessly without a web guy, create memberships, online courses, coaching programs, Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Start making money off what you know today. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Our whole world revolves around our smartphones now. You know they say we look at our phones on an average of 150 times a day or more. 
Look, if you're a small business and want to grow, you need to reach people where they're looking the most, their smartphones. So text the word START to 72000 now to learn more from our friends at Mobit or go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Mobit. Again, text the word START to 72000 now.